I just met The Rock earlier today. And we were just talking about that, how like there's a price to pay for going after your dreams. And you have to be willing to pay that price. Because I didn't start, I guess, quote unquote, make it until like year nine or 10. But in year two, when I thought I could make it, I knew that I had to make up my mind. Because it's not the sort of thing you can go, you can be halfway in. You can't be half in the bag, you know? And so I made up my mind. I was like, whatever it costs me, I'm going after this. Welcome back to BS with Brian Simpson. I think this is, uh, what is it? What episode is this, Rob? Is it 85? 88. 88. 88, which is, which immediately makes me think of the crazy 88 from Kill Bill. Uh, but let's not go into one of the greatest movies of all time. Because this ain't a movie podcast. Um, uh, don't forget if you want to, if you want advice from the advice champ. Okay. You got any questions, comments, concerns, please email me at BS with Brian Simpson at gmail.com or follow me on socials at BS Comedian. Uh, don't message me your questions on social media because I'm probably never going to see that. It immediately goes to like, you know, requests folder or whatever the fucking, I very rarely respond to those. Um, uh, the comment section on YouTube, sometimes I engage with that, but if you want me for sure to read the shit, email the show. Okay, and it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to respond, but I tend to read like 80% of the emails. Um, well, Rob reads all of them. And, you know, and he he filters out the ones that are like, Brian, please fuck my mouth or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he only sends me the ones, uh, you know, that ask for things that I wouldn't do. And, <laughs> or, or ask, you know, pertinent questions, uh, my, my areas of expertise. Uh, and if you somehow don't have access to email, if you live in communist China and you're in the Uyghur camp and they control all your messages and you like, Brian, I can't send out a text. Hey, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-451-1980. 323-451-1980. You can leave us a voicemail. All right. And, uh, you know, and, and maybe you can't leave, do even do that. Well, you can record a voicemail on your phone and email. That's what, and I don't know what else to tell you to, after that. You know what I mean? Send a smoke signal. You know, if, if none of that shit works for you. Okay. Um, I don't know if there are any elephants in the room, uh, so to speak. Um, what I mean, besides the, I mean, obviously the same major things are going on in the world that have been going on for months, you know, Israel-Palestine, I don't think the last, uh, like, the, even though it wouldn't be apparent to you from, you know, the last month or two, we generally don't talk about politics on the show. But but that's just because I feel like every podcast is, talks about those things. So I just want I just want to talk about different stuff. But sometimes, uh, you know, we save the elephant in the room for those things that are sort of mainstream that, you know, they kind of beg attention. Even though I still I still tend to stay away from especially politics. It's always empty and vapid in the same old, same old, same old. Um, But sometimes a politician does something that's so particularly evil or hilarious. I feel like I got to mention it. Okay, 
And uh, recently, I don't know if you saw this, Rob, Gavin Newsom, who's the governor of California, um, he basically admitted on, or he basically admitted on camera that they got uh, disappeared all the homeless people in San Francisco because uh, VIPs are visiting the city. You know, <laughs> uh, now no one's told me where all these people went. That's that's. I mean, where what are they doing with them? Says San Francisco underwent you a know? serious facelift ahead of the Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit. What is it? Right, but where did <laughs> where did the the where did the houseless, homeless, transient? Where did they go? Did they kill them? Uh, they probably shipped them to Bakersfield. Oh, you think they moved them somewhere else? Yeah, I mean, you know, just you have to you have to bust the undesirables uh, somewhere else, right? That's what a progressive city has to do. Well, that's what they're saying, and it, it, so it doesn't. It kind of takes away from your. Uh, it kind of takes away from your your liberal bona fides, right? Yeah, because you don't. Yeah, yeah, because you don't get to go. It's you know this. It's almost like. <laughs> It's almost like the the homeless people in San Francisco are like, like San, San Francisco is the is the is the jock that's in love with the fat girl, that he doesn't want his boys to know he's dating. Okay, you know, <laughs> it's like I love you and all that, all that, you know, but no, nah, I don't want to take pictures. You know, it's like it's like what? How can you be? You know, you're this sanctuary city. You have all these services, but as soon as VIPs come to town all of a sudden everybody gotta go that's wild that's wild to me so it says here that 3300 encampments were quote unquote cleared ahead of the APEC conference and Newsom is saying that this is part of a program called the Clean California Scheme that is a very evil sounding uh program yeah because because getting rid of homeless people is cleaning california yeah but that's wild to me how like you know it was it was was it ever considered to just give them a home <laughs> you know how like i think california alone has like two and a half empty domiciles for every homeless person like they're just sitting empty uh, la especially there's a bunch of high rises in LA that are mostly empty. Because and this is this is the irony here because a lot of Chinese rich people see it as a way to stash their wealth. So they don't give a fuck if people can live in them or not. Right. You know what I mean? It's just American real estate, you know, the same thing is happening in Toronto and a lot of the major cities around the world. They're just, you know, Chinese rich people are buying up a pro- residential property that they have no intention of letting anyone live in. Do you think that there should be laws against that? Like I know London is introducing some laws to prevent. Yeah, uh, of course there should be laws against that because you're taking up land that isn't being used. We lit- we have a house and it's making the price of rent skyrocket. So it's like, it's, it's, it's very insidious because we all know, look, we all know in America, once you have lost somewhere to live, you are a different category of human to the rest of America. Mm-hmm. 
I see people every day, people I know, people I love, people I respect, that they talk about homeless people like it's a different species. You know? Yeah. So, you know, because we made a huge mistake of looking at losing your house as like a moral failing. Or you didn't work hard enough or you got you strung out on drugs or whatever. Listen, man, all of that's nonsense. I know people on drugs that own several houses. <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. And, and mo- most people on the street didn't start doing drugs till they got on the street. Because what the fuck else you going to do? You just sit around all day outside? You might as well be high. That's how I think a lot of people start out that way. Now, and you also have to understand, the percentage of people that are dangerous among the homeless population is smaller. But but you have to understand, most of those people that have nowhere to live, they out there with them fucking crazy people. So so it's like, you know, you see a crazy person, a crazy homeless person, and you, and you in your mind, you go, they're all crazy. They're cra- it's a bunch of crazies. It's like, no, it's a couple of crazy people, and they can't go nowhere. Most of those people that don't know where they live, they got to just deal with this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just be, count your blessings that that crazy motherfucker can't walk up and piss on your pillow. <laughs> you know? Anyway. Um, you know, it's so funny, man. The more, the I never thought, a long time ago, somebody told me a liberal is just a conservative that hasn't been robbed yet. And I, while I disagree, I mean, his, his point was that no matter how liberal you start out, eventually you'll become conservative or you'll become more conservative. Now, I think that might be true. I think you slowly creep towards conservatism. Uh, I don't know if that's true for me. <laughs> but, but I will say that I'm more and more disillusioned with so-called liberal politicians I think because I used to see so when I was younger, my mindset was that the, the Democrats were the good guys and the Republicans were the bad guys. And now I realize they're all bad guys, all of them. It is it is imperative that you not put your faith in any politician. I, I don't give none of these hoes my money. I'm not coming to no fucking rallies. I'm not buying your stupid fucking book. I'm not putting your poster on the wall. I'm not putting your bumper sticker on my car. Matter of fact, I'm not even getting out of the fast lane to let you to let you go past me. Suck my dick. Again, if you... Damn, did we make it past 15 minutes? That suck my dick is going to get us demonetized. We're at 14 minutes. I think we're okay. Well, you can suck my dick too, YouTube moderators. I don't need your fucking approval. But I I I think that I think it's foolish to put your faith in another person to solve your problems. You know? Maybe I maybe I maybe I've been in Texas for too long. Maybe I'm maybe this self-reliance thing starting to you know starting to infect my brain a little bit cuz I'm like, "Hey, you know what I mean? I got, you know, I got my own guns." I got my own security system, you know. Um, after this winter, I'm, I'm starting to grow my own vegetables. We lay in the groundwork right now to grow the own, grow our own vegetables, cause I don't trust these motherfuckers, you know. That that this right here, cause I don't know why Gavin Newsom thought he could get on TV and fix his mouth to say what he said. 
especially knowing that his side is the most scrutinizing. You know, so it's 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 weird, and also the most educated. So you th- so it's like it's even harder for you to come on TV and 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 say something that don't make any sense. Just 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 logically. I mean, but do you think that you know, his people are? I don't think Gavin Newsom's people are. They're liberals, but they're not leftists, right? Well, see, it's interesting you say that because I don't, I don't think they make that distinction. Mm. I don't think most people make that distinction. I think, I think leftists make that distinction, and that's it. Everyone else looks at it all as the one thing, mm. mm-hmm. right? Because what, because what do you call somebody that is? What is the what is the what is the right wing equivalent of a leftist? What do you call them? An extremist? Yeah. Or a right winger. I mean a right, right right winger versus leftist. I think I think the distinction that most people would make, especially if you're from like outside of the US, is you look at the US Democrats, the quote unquote liberal party, which liberal means like the opposite thing in Europe, but let's leave that aside. Um, and you see them as basically a center or center right party in any European country. And there is no real labor party in the US, which would be more of a more of a actual left wing party. But it just really doesn't I mean, there's like Democratic Socialists of America, but there's like a hundred of those people. So there's not really a it's a it's a two party system. We have a center right party and we have a far right party. Right. And and I and I would argue, it's really a one party system. Yeah, it's it's one big party, and Democrats are just kind of sort of gathered on that side of the room around the cocktails, and Republicans are kind of gathered on that side of the room, uh, yelling at the people that walk around with the trays. But it, but they all in the same party. You know what I mean? To a certain degree, there is something more refreshing about the absolute lunatics on the far right in the U.S. because at least they're more honest in some ways. Like Gavin Newsom is just a snake. You know, he pretends to have these exactly, exactly. progressive it's values, like, but I really... Think that, I think that's what that's what kills me. It's almost like... Um, it's like the left politicians are like preachers that don't believe in God. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just saying things <laughs> because that's what makes them money and gets them power. And then, and it's like, and maybe it's, there's some politicians on the right that do the same, you know. But, but I think for the most part, they believe what they're saying, even though that that's my whole problem. Is like I feel like a lot of stuff the people on the right say is bullshit, but they really believe it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff on the left they say is bullshit, but they don't believe it. But they still saying bullshit. You know, and so it's like, ugh, this shit makes me mad, though. That he, that <laughs> you will relocate all these people, it's, especially since it's like these are, you know what? I'm not even going to get into that. It's so easy to make everything about Israel, Palestine. Um, oh, it's probably going to post. 
Yeah, that, okay, okay, fuck it. We already talking about it. Gone are the days of paper posters that wrinkle and tear. This plate is a solid metal poster that sticks to your walls with a magnet. They have officially licensed designs from games like Assassin's Creed and Fallout and cool maps and cityscapes of your favorite places. You can even upload your own images and make custom displays so your place can be full of art that's totally unique to you. Displays can be installed in just 20 seconds, so collect them all and decorate away. Uh, 20 seconds is, it's more like five minutes, like, you know. I mean, I guess if you've done a couple before, yeah. But yeah, it's not that long. Um, yeah, I would say about a third of the stuff on my walls is display. Um, and uh, it is cool to be able to get your, your, custom, uh, your custom things done. Um, we used to have some in the studio. Huh? Uh, it's the best way to make your house look awesome and the easiest way to get that security deposit back when you move. Thank you, Display, for sponsoring the show. U.S. code BS or click the link in the description to get yourself and your friends displays up to 30% off. This is our special discount that's only available for a limited time. Your discount will be automatically applied to your cart. That's code BS or click the link in the description for displays up to 30% off. The, the, you know, somebody somebody said something very interesting to me today about that. It's the 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 um because everybody I meet that's pro-Israel that talk cuz I I saw uh oh, what the fuck? I can't remember his name. Um but but somebody asked me uh, like every, every time I t- I speak to a uh, you know somebody that's pro Israel but but also doesn't you know hate Palestine right they go you know like you say oh Israel did you know blew up this camp and they go Hamas was hiding in that camp right yeah and 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 they go you know we you know if they didn't hide behind. If they didn't hide in the hospital, if they didn't hide in the refugee camp, if they weren't hiding in the mosque, then we wouldn't be blowing up those buildings. And the collateral damage is, is, you know, that's on them. But then I heard a very interesting question that I posed to some of whoever's listening to this that may feel the same. And my question to you would be, if, if Hamas was hiding in Israel, Right, and the goal, the same goal to to eradicate Hamas. But if Hamas was hiding in buildings in Israel, and there was a chance that Israeli citizens could be blown up, are you still as comfortable blowing up a building in Israel, where the collateral damage is Israelis and not and not Palestinians? But you're still going to get Hamas, right? Because Hamas is in that building. Is that is does the reasoning still does it still sit on your spirit as comfortably? Because and, and listen, and obviously there's no way for you to tell me what your answer is, but if you search deep and and really ask yourself, because if your answer is, well, we gotta we gotta find some other way, then that then that that should tell you that you you value Palestinian life less. You know what I'm saying? Was that on the um, James O'Brien podcast? Because I think I I saw the same thing. LBC. He's a British guy. No, I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. He's a just a just a British podcaster and radio host. Yeah, I asked that exact question. Uh, I think that's a I think that's a good frame. Uh, Rob, you know me well enough to know I don't like British. <laughs> I don't. I like British people. I just don't like listening to British people. Uh, 
lecture people. Like when when like because when they sound when British people are pontificating, it's just more irritating to me. It's very hoity-toity. You know, especially. Especially with the posh accent, yeah. I can't do it. I can't listen to a posh British person talk about what the world should and shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Because here's the, here's the real truth. Here's the real truth. The British are responsible for all of this. <laughs> they are. That's the real truth. Yeah, they are. They, the British are responsible for almost every division in that part of the world. Because they decided to fucking divide arbitrarily draw lines about shit that they, you know, when they didn't understand the real politics of the areas and all that, they just decided what was what. And and a lot of people were like, what? So it's like, this, you know, and they didn't, they didn't consult any of the people that were there <laughs> like about what was best. Because, you know, the crown knows and we're going to civilize these savages, you know, so they don't give a fuck. About you know, so so it's weird to me to hear. You know, I don't want to hear a fucking British person talk about shit when with regard to the Middle East. You know, it's like I, and, and listen, and I know that's I know the British people now weren't necessarily responsible for then, but still, just sit this one out, okay? So it, 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 because because that's another thing is like the British public now still be crying about immigrants coming in from the countries that they fucked up. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you can't you like you go to another country, steal the resources to make your country better and then cry about the people that come from there to live better. So I don't want to hear British. Uh, 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 is, is a British person right now angrily typing out an email. I'm not going to read it. Fuck your email. Send it to the queen. I know the queen's dead, but, you know, everyone talks to dead people on social media. I think I'm going to start doing that. I'm just going to I'm going to start posting pictures of the queen and how I miss her. <laughs> you know, I'll never forget the first time I heard of the Queen. Um, all right, let's get to the to the Trello. Whoa, Costa Rica's six million dollar national bank case was an inside job. Authorities say. Well, what does that mean? I love a good heist. <laughs> Costa Rica, little by little, an employee of Costa. <clears throat> little by little, an employee of Costa Rica's National Bank took advantage of a, of a surveillance blind spot to slip more than $6 million worth of currency into envelopes and casually walk out of the country's largest bank, authorities said Wednesday. First announced last month, it was the largest bank heist in the country's history. Police carried out 11 raids and arrested eight banks. The $3.3 billion, the three, oh, $3.3 billion colon, which is $6.1 million. <laughs> Robbery that apparently went unnoticed and underreported for weeks caused much finger pointing. Man, look, this AP News website is fucking garbage. I mean, it's just littered with pop ups. It's the worst. For fuck's sake. I'm just going to go to another story. Put it in reader mode. Uh, no, nah, I'll just move on. Plain to, uh, whoa. Now, this this is scary to me because plane takes off with, mi- with missing window panes as crew fails to spot damage. See, this terrifies me because I, I'm, you know what? My, I, would, I bet you this is American Airlines. I'm, uh, <laughs> okay, plane takes off with missing window panes as crew. See, because I've been on. It won't say what airline. Airbus A321 aircraft took off from London. Okay, so it's not. 
Stansted Airport last month with four damaged window panes, including two that were missing. See, this is what I don't get about that. Okay, so maybe the crew didn't notice. None of the passengers noticed? Oh, only nine passengers. Nine passengers and 11 crew. Now, why you need 11 crew for nine passengers? Well, on board the plane bound for Orlando International Airport in Florida on October 4th, when the damage apparently caused by high-powered lights used during a filming event the previous day was discovered after takeoff. Okay. The aircraft had reached an altitude of at least 14,000 feet by the time it was turned around, reads a special bulletin. Wow. Because a lot of times I get on a plane, especially American, and you'll, you can clearly see that no one actually cleaned anything, that there was actually, you know, that there hasn't been any maintenance in quite some time. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's damn. Yeah, like I, the uh, the last flight I was on, this was actually a Delta flight, but that little white part around the window, like if you look in the picture on this article, that little white plastic trim around the window, it was just off. And nobody noticed. I had, like, I went to go, I went to go, put down my window shade and it just fell off <laughs> and and I and you know and I hand it to the flight crew and, and it's like it's like no one cares no one cares I, I'd be willing to bet you they don't they don't maintain this plane as much as they say they do looks like it's Titan Airways someone, Titan Airways is the yes someone works on the engines they make sure there's no ice on the wings and as long as nothing's smoking they let that bitch take off you know, amazing. Uh, you know, obviously we don't have as many crash as many planes crashing as we did in the eighties. Um, that was the all-time time for plane crashes. Was the eighties? Yeah, but see, the, the, but the thing about shit like this is, it, it's someone's job to to walk around the plane and look for obvious things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's that's someone's whole job. Some supervisor or some someone's job it is. I you know I don't know shit. I ain't never worked at an airport or anything like that. But I guarantee you, that's that's how work sites work. It's someone's job to do a final walk around the plane and and make sure like a wing isn't hanging off or there doesn't any loose screws. They're supposed to notice these kind of things. Now, could you give somebody a leeway and go? Well, it's a it's a see through. It's a glass pane. I, you know, I don't know. It's, it seems like there, there should be a way of knowing immediately. Like, you know, when you have trouble holding, you know, pressurizing the cabin. But I guess you, could, you won't know that till you're in the air. <laughs> so who fucking knows, man? Yeah, the, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. The customer service is down. Have y'all noticed since the pandemic? Since the pandemic is over, customer service is garbage. Correct. P- pretty much everywhere you went. Everywhere you go, even in and out, even in and out, the only place customer service is still even kind of up to snuff is goddamn Chick Fil A, <laughs> or, or maybe it's just the In and Out in Texas. Did I tell you this before? The In and Out in Texas. The reason why people in Texas think that Whataburger is better than In and Out is because the In and Outs in Texas, or at least in Austin, Texas, aren't as good. I believe that they aren't as good. That's why. You know, In-N-Out and Chick-fil-A 
Chick-fil-A has realized that you can't have actual Christians working at the Christian restaurant. It can't be just Christians. That's the difference. You need your gay, you need your gays. You need both forces equally balanced to get that chicken crispy and have the service, you know. You need you need the performance. You need the performance. The, you need the theater kid to, to do the oh, is everything okay? I'm happy. To pretend to be happy. Like you can't you can't have actual, just all actual Christians running a Chick-fil-A. Okay, because you know, you know what you, you know what happens when you do that? You know what you get? You get a raisin canes. You get a raisin canes, which is not bad. Which is not bad. But I, but a lot of a lot of the kids that I meet at the Chick-fil-A, that work that work at the Chick-fil-A, that work at the in and out out here, they need to be at raisin canes. Okay, it's more hip, it's more fun, it's not as serious. Okay, but it's but it is good. It is as good. Some people would argue better. Matter of fact, uh, 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 the raisin cane chicken strips are they are better. They're better than they're better than Chick Fil A. Uh, the service is not as good though. See, the, and 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 and. The consistency is not as good. The, you know, there's this, that's where Chick-fil-A gets me. Chick-fil-A and In-N-Out, that's where they get me. Because you go to any In-N-Out in California and the burger's going to taste the same. You go to any Chick-fil-A, every Chick-fil-A I've ever been to in the whole world, the chicken tastes exactly the same. It's cooked to the same perfection and all that. You know, you go to, you, you, you don't even get consistent food at a McDonald's from the same McDonald's. Depending on when you order it, man. Yeah, the last time the last time I had fast food a couple weeks ago, it was a Burger King, and I swear, man, this food didn't even look edible. It it was so terrible, it just looks nasty, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the, you go to the Burger King up the street, and it's a perfect burger. So anyway, that's what you paying for. You paying for consistency, and I don't know how I started ranting about that. Uh, oh yeah, customer service is going to hell in a handbasket. Most places you go, people are fucking lazy, you know, entitled. You know, they don't want to be there. And listen, it, it's written all over your face. And it's, and it's to me, look, it's perfectly fine not wanting to be at work. But you can't look like you don't want to be at work. Not first thing in the morning. You know, not 8 a.m. at Starbucks. You look like, oh, you can't do that. Maybe you can. You can do whatever you want. Um. This is interesting. J.P. Morgan's $290 million settlement with Epstein accusers approved by U.S. judge. What do they have to do with the Epstein accusers? A U.S. judge on Thursday approved J.P. Morgan Chase's $290 million settlement with women who said Jeffrey Epstein abused them and that the largest U.S. bank turned a blind eye to the late financier's sex trafficking. Okay, so they're saying J.P. Morgan knew about the sex trafficking and didn't report the, the suspicious activity. U.S. District Judge Jed Rakoff called the deal a really excellent settlement that he said could prevent future sex trafficking by alerting banks to the consequences of facilitating transactions linked to it. This case sent a message through this very substantial settlement that banking institutions have responsibilities that perhaps were not fully recognized in the past. So wait a minute. I don't understand how the bank was supposed to know that the money was coming from sex trafficking. Keep on reading. 
Okay. The deal followed embarrassing disclosures that J.P. Morgan ignored internal warnings and overlooked red flags about Epstein because he had been a valuable client. Okay, Epstein was a J.P. Morgan client from 1998 to 2013. The bank kept him on even after he was arrested in 2006. <laughs> wow. Damn, dude, I'm with J.P. Morgan Chase. Which means they'll ignore my crimes. The the deal followed in bear. Okay, so the bank kept him on even after he was arrested in 2006 on prostitution charges and pleaded guilty two years later. Wow. So he was arrested in 2006. He pled guilty in 2008, and he was a client till 2013. J.P. Morgan did not admit wrongdoing in agreeing to settle. This was a fair and just outcome for the nearly 200 survivors who bravely came forward, a J.P. Morgan spokesman said after the hearing. Um, okay. Er- earlier on Thursday, Rakoff rejected a request by 16 U.S. states and Washington, Washington D.C. to change wording in the agreement that, that they said could limit their ability to seek damages arising from sex trafficking by Epstein and his associates. James Grayson, a lawyer for New Mexico, said the state has an ongoing investigation into the matter and was concerned J.P. Morgan could seek to block claims states may bring in the future. He did not provide further details of the state's probe. Epstein owned a ranch in New Mexico where some women have said he abused them. Rakoff countered that the states had not yet brought any claims and noted that the U.S. Virgin Islands, which also sued J.P. Morgan last year, had reached a $75 million settlement with the bank in September. Epstein owned two islands in the territory. There were two Epstein Islands. Oh, yeah. Wow, I'm learning a lot from this one article. Very juicy. You guys sat on your hands and now you want to object to the settlement, Rakoff said. The settlement covered more than 100 women led by a former ballet dancer. Okay, okay. All right. That's a lot going on. Um, the, the thing, the one thing that they don't yeah. bring up too much in this article is that approximately a billion dollars in transactions that were related to the sex trafficking went through J.P. Morgan. Okay, but but what what I'm saying is, what did J.P. Morgan? Because because I know they have things in place that can notice certain patterns in 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 transactions, even though it that technology fucking sucks. At least on the consumer side, because they're talking. So some some people may not notice, but the there's a difference between the uh, like commercial banking and private banking, and most of the most of the big banks do both. So commercial banking is like for the average customer, like you or me, but private banking is for people that got money, and and, and you know, and you got to be invited to that. Like you can't sign up for that. You know what I mean? Like, and and, and those motherfuckers, when you walk in the bank, you don't go wait at the counter. You go talk to a per- like you sit at somebody's desk and handle your transactions with them. It's that kind of shit. And and so anyway, um, the private banking. I mean, the, the, in the, on the commercial side of the banking. I know that the the fraud alert shit has fucked me up way more than it's helped me. It's literally never helped me once. And each and every time my card has been declined because of a fraud alert, it's always been legitimate. It's like me it's like me in the middle of trying to buy groceries and just being embarrassed and then having to call the bank. But it's never like stopped somebody from stealing my <laughs> So anyway, my point is I know they have algorithms and things that patterns they look for for suspicious activity, right? So 
I know they could probably tell that he was doing something illegal. It's more than that, though. It's that. It's that. When but you're what is a? But how does how is a tra- how is a transaction look like? It's related to sex trafficking. I guess that's what I'm trying to. Well, get but at. he had he had personal bankers who work for J.P. Morgan because it's such a big account, right? So we're talking about a billion right. dollars in transactions. It, it's not that it was being automatically highlighted by like algorithms or something like that. It was that um, bankers at J.P. Morgan were personally facilitating transactions to like. Charter charter jets to purchase islands. This guy Jess Staley, who worked for J.P. Morgan, yeah, like, but but chartering visited, jets and visited. chartering jets and purchasing islands is something that rich people do. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is why what why should the banker have known that it was that it was related to sex? Well, he went to the island. I mean, Jess Staley, the guy who worked for J.P. Morgan, went to the island. He flew on the planes. Like it. Th- this isn't mm. like uh, this isn't like a fraud alert okay. on an app. This is. That where I, the the scale of the transactions is such that the um, the bankers were intimately involved with like the details of these transactions. That's the issue. Okay, so the bankers were fucking these girls. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, okay, all right. Okay, well that well that 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 changes things. That's direct shit going on there. Okay, and then the bank. So did these bankers get charged with anything? I don't know if any of the bankers got charged with anything. Come on, no, it's just the it's just the corporation has to pay some money, baby, and not admit any wrongdoing. I'm sure there's going to be an internal investigation. Guys, this is because this is something you really got to watch out for. Is whenever there's a a wide arching criminal thing going on, and one person goes down, that's suspicious to me. It's like it's like because there's a lot of people that were on this supposed list. I don't think the list is real, but there's a lot of people that they know were on that island, mm-hmm. and and every single fucking one of them was happy for Epstein to take the fall and Epstein only, just like Weinstein, mm-hmm. right? How many people were complicit in Harvey Weinstein shit or R. Kelly shit? Thousands, at least right. hundreds. But no one else, get, no one else is in trouble, and 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 that's exactly the way they want it. There's one fall guy. The public is satisfied that someone's paying the price, um, and then the problem keeps going because 99 percent of the uh, of the ingredients for the problem still exist. You know, there's more. There's more. There's multiple Harvey Weinstein's in Hollywood, and some of them are women. You know, and I ain't, I can't say who because it didn't happen to me, but that's coming. Just the y'all t- t- trust me when I tell y'all, it's coming. One of these hoes is gonna grab the wrong dick, and it's gonna start a whole he too movement. I'm just trying to tell you. I mean, that's what happened with Brendan um, Fraser, right? That's why he was blackballed in Hollywood. Why? Because he said somebody tried to molest him? Yeah, somebody stuck a finger in his butt or something, and he tried to go public with it or something like that, and they blackballed him. That's why he was gone for decades. Well, was was it a man or a woman? It was a they man, I believe. I believe it was a man. Look it up. Yeah. But it's, uh, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm telling you is, because see, this is, you know, when, when it comes to things like this, I, I hate to be the one to sound like, oh, well, what about men? But here's the, here's the God honest truth is 
is I think the majority of people are taught to ignore how men feel. Or, or, or let me rephrase that. Remember during the Me Too movement, the obstacle was what? Believe all women. That was the slogan. Believe women. Because women's obstacle was being believed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And once they're past that obstacle, right? Because people that believe the woman go to bat for her. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. Once she's believed, those people go to bat for her. Men's obstacle is not being believed. Right? Because because. Because most people, if a man says he was sexually assaulted, most people believe him. His trouble is not being believed. His trouble is people giving a fuck. People believe him for sure, but no one cares. You you understand what I'm saying? Not really. No. So it's like that's the struggle. No one cares. You know, so it's like I I, I think because some people try to paint, you know, I think the extremists try to paint this picture like, um, like they say, you know, women are are unprotected, or or especially black women are the most unprotected. And it's like, I mean, not 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 from the people that believe them. <laughs> now, getting getting people to believe you that's that's definitely a challenge. But once people believe you, they definitely protect you. P- people don't believe people believe men. No one protects them. No one cares when it comes to this thing. No one cares about sa for men. Like it's just they just don't. I mean, even me saying this right now, I have trouble drumming up the emotion. I mean, look, if you were a little boy, that's one thing. Like that's that's the only time that's the only exception to the rule. If you were if you were a kid, but I, but once you're a grown man, don't nobody want to hear that shit. Nobody wants to hear that shit. People actively root for that shit to happen when you go to prison. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, yeah, I can't wait till somebody rapes him. That's what they do. You know? So, I, it, 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 we all got our own struggles is what I'm trying to say. You know? We all got our own struggles. Okay. So, uh, man, how do we get, how do we get from that subject? How do we get from J.P. Morgan Chase to he too? Epstein. Um, All roads go through Epstein. Okay. Florida teacher fired. <clears throat> Florida teacher fired for using gen- for using gender neutral honorific MX. What the, what's an honorific? Oh, okay. Instead of Mister or Mrs. MX. Yeah, MX. A Florida teacher filed a complaint against their former employer after being fired for using the gender-neutral honorific MX instead of Miss or Mr. in emails and other school communications. The teacher who used the name A.V. who used the name A.V. Vary over the over their legal name taught high school science at Florida Virtual School, an online public school, until October 24th. Vary filed a complaint. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, okay. Just very filed a complaint Wednesday with the Florida Commission on Human <laughs> Very filed a complaint Wednesday with the Florida Commission on Human Relations and the Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission alleging the school discriminated against them based on their gender identity and violated Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. 
Very said the pronouns they use and their birth assigned sex have nothing to do with how they teach physics. They are so far from related. That's true. The Florida Virtual School said um, in an emailed statement, as a Florida public school... As a Florida public school, FLVS is obligated to follow Florida laws and regulations pertaining to public education. This includes laws pertaining to the use of personal titles and pronouns within Florida's public school system. Okay, I mean, this fight over pronouns is kind of stupid and silly. Um, I think you should be able to go by whatever fucking pronouns you want. But I also think I should be able to make fun of you. (laughs) I think that's the only fair thing. I mean, when you purposely go by, because I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Your 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 MX is like your gender is undefined, and then you and then you went by very as in like it varies, right? Or, or am I am I looking too much into? That's why I kept laughing because every time I said very, I just thought about. It. I didn't put that together. As maybe I'm that's re- maybe that's what they're doing. Yeah, because they said that that wasn't that wasn't their uh, their na- their actual name. They went by AV Very, right? So. Yeah. So my point is, you know, you can you can go by you can go by. I I think the MX is kind of harmless. Yeah, who fucking cares? You know what I mean? I, I don't see this isn't harmful. Yeah, it's it's weird to fire somebody over it. and like she's like they like very says it has nothing to do with how they teach physics. Right. So, um, do you think you should be able to be fired for that? Yeah, I mean. It, no, you definitely not, you definitely should not be able to be fired. No, you should be able to be made fun of. Sure, but you shouldn't be able to be fired. You should be able to be mocked, but not fired. No, no, no. Like you fucking with people's well being. You know what I mean? Which is wild. You know. Now, I, I, are there any places? Because Florida is so extreme. Oh my God, I would never live there. Are there are there any places in America where the opposite is true? What's that? Well, you can get fired for misgendering or mis or or not using someone's pronouns. Um, there are there are probably places where if it's construed as harassment, then you could be fired for that. If you're making like a hostile workplace, that's very very rare that someone gets fired for such a thing. I I never saw anybody get fired. Yeah. But this but this was back in this was back in two. 2007 um, when I worked at Intel mm-hmm. and I, I remember like my first day someone else that had transitioned mm-hmm. was coming back to work okay and so this was easy for me one I never worked with this person I never saw them actually I never ran into them they you know but they worked somewhere in our building and it was told very explicitly to everyone that if they if they called this person by their dead name, it was a rap. You know what I mean? And I, and obviously it was a situation that never arose for me. But even back then, it was that serious. But I didn't. I don't know anyone that it happened to. You know, because because I, I guess you're right. It's like listen, because because to me it all boils down to what's your intention. Yeah. Like absolutely. I have a, I have transfer. Like if 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 my friend that transition wants me to call them by different pronouns. So so it's like, okay, so what's your intention? Is your intention to respect your friend or respect the stranger? If, you, if you're coming from a place of respect, and again, the request isn't ridiculous, because it can go there with it. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you want me to call you, you know, if you want me to call you something simple, 
for you to feel respected, that's that's fine with me. I'm going to try. And I think that's the most you can do is try. But but there's a difference between trying and fucking up and not giving a fucking purposely calling them something else, right? And then on the other side of the spectrum, you got people like, I forget who the lady was that went viral um, recently. But what she does is she goes to restaurants and sets up her camera and she tells them ahead of time her pronouns. And then if anyone misgenders her, she makes a fucking scene about it. You know, it's like some people are that. And I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you, people. It's like you you can't expect somebody that just met you to memorize everything that you need for you to feel some kind of way. Also, hey, listen. Like the homie Ty Rivera says, uh, listen, if you're getting mis- – like if you're in a liberal place, if you in Seattle, if you in San Francisco – if you in Portland, if you in San Diego and you still get misgendered regularly, it might be because you, you you are not farther enough in your transition. You might have shitty makeup, shitty wig. You, know, you might need to get some fucking face bone shaved down or something. But you can't get mad at people that literally don't know you, that see you looking mannish calling you mister. Or that see you looking feminine calling you ma'am. They don't know you. And, you know, and this lady was being very dramatic about it. Like, it's just like being stabbed every time I hear, hey, that's not everybody's problem. You know what I mean? And like I said, anybody that's purposely disrespecting you, that's a whole different thing. And and we know the difference. It's a very subtle difference between, you know, it's actually not all that subtle. No. <laughs> it's a difference between somebody somebody trying to respect you by by referring to you the way you want to be referred to and somebody purposely disrespecting you. Now, I say throw hands over it because it, I'm, I'm tired. I, I'm over people making a stink about things they're not willing to fight over. You know? Yeah. It's like if, it's like all the work that goes into making and editing a TikTok video, you could have just, just put the tips on somebody. <laughs> you know? If you really feel in that kind of way about it, hurt somebody. I bet you that'd be the last time they misgender you. That's just me. The fucking clout demons that make these TikTok videos make it 10,000 times demons. more difficult for the people who actually have to deal with being misgendered just in normal oh, life. Oh, 1,000%. I mean. 1,000%. The, the, clout, the clout demons, and in this particular case, because clout demons don't have to be trans, obviously. No, no. Most of them aren't. But the clout demons that are trans, oh, oh let me rephrase that. The clout demons that use marginalized groups for clout are the worst ones because they make it, like he said, they make it harder for everybody else because for some people, their only interaction with that group is on social media mm-hmm. and, they, and they already decide that you're too annoying to give a fuck about. Yeah. You know, on all because you want to, because I know people that do this not with their gender. They set up stuff so they can, go, so they can fucking play victim. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, bro. bro it would be to, just the extreme version of that would be like um, if I if if I was in Starbucks and they were like, uh, uh, "Can I get a name for that?" and I said, "Digger," and then you know, and they go, "Excuse me," and I go, "N I G G E R." Write it 
on the cup. And then they obviously they don't say it when my drink comes up or they got to go find the black employee. And I can play that any kind of way I want. <laughs> oh, so, so you went and got the black guy from the back because I'm or oh, so you won't read my name out loud. Like mm-hmm. it's like that, people like that where they just they make a scenario where they can get attention um, and have people feel bad for them. You know, it's like, and people stop feeling bad for you real quick. Remember the girl, <laughs> remember the girl like two, three weeks back that said she got hit in the brick, she got hit with a brick in the face. And it was just, this was a, this was a, this was put a lightning rod through the, through the black community. Black Twitter was divided. But she said, she said she got hit in the brick with, hit in the face with a brick because she wouldn't give this guy her number. This woman from and Houston. some people said it was, she, um, I forget what she said she was from. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. But yeah. a lot of people didn't believe her. You know what I mean? And some people did believe her. And obviously, like, you know, black women were on her side completely because, you know, sure. the sisterhood, they take up for one another everywhere. And a lot of black men, too, were on her side. But a lot of people were like, that story st- sounds suspicious. I don't believe her. Because that's the thing. There's always... There's always two sides on both sides of the opposite. There's always people that like genuinely don't believe you and people that just hate women that also don't believe you. And on the side of people that believe you, there's people that genuinely believe you and then there's people that will take your side no matter what, right? And so and so that old thing played its course out. There really wasn't any different because I didn't dig that deeply into it because I don't care. But <laughs> But just like a week or two ago, she had another incident. And guess how many people believed her then? Almost none. Yeah. And it was, and actually, it was a woman this time that she says hit her, but a man didn't. But it's like, that's what I mean. It's like, once, once people get the slightest whiff that you're doing something for attention, they're not fucking with you. That's the Jussie Smollett situation. I mean, it's like, that's the kind of quintessential version of that. And those people have always existed. Oh yeah, always, always the 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 Munchausen syndrome people. You know, the, 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 yeah, people that just want attention. Yeah, they've always been around, and you and and and, and listen, unless you're one of those people, you gotta avoid those people. They will throw a fucking monkey wrench in your shit. By the way, they will literally introduce chaos to your life, and I and I I keep my distance from those people. People that people that once you show me that you chaotic, I'm out. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still be friendly to you, cordial, but I'm not trying to be close to you, and I, I definitely don't want you close to me. You, you represent chaos, and some people live. They like, they like to live. You know, it's like people that like to live in the middle of a hurricane. They, they, they like shit, fucking, all around them. I, not me. I need my peace. Mm-hmm. I need my peace. And if you, if you're likely to disturb my peace, I can't fuck with you. You know, and I don't even. It don't. That don't matter who you are. Friends, family, colleagues. You could be somebody that saved my life. You know, you could be the girl of my dreams. If you fucking with my piece, I got I got to, I got to part ways. You know, that's just me with it. Um, do we have any emails? Yeah, we got some emails. Uh Let me see. Yeah. Huh. Try to get at least one or two in. Uh we have a relationship advice, which I think could be a good one. Oh yeah, let's do that. <clears throat> hey Brian, love the show. Hope you don't stop anytime soon. Just wanted to know what you think I should do in this situation. My girlfriend thinks we are we are growing apart and that there is no connection between us. 
only time we spend together is when we both have one off day together or when we both have, uh, get home from work around 10 to 11 p.m. And we only converse for about one to two hours, if that. I feel like we don't spend enough time trying to connect with each other on certain things. She feels as if there might be nothing to do, I think there is something we can do. What do you think, Robin Bryant? Um... My girlfriend thinks we are growing apart and that there is no connection between us. Yeah, you got to break it off, bro. That's what it sounds like to me. Because I'm going to tell you this. I mean, you know, again, everyone, I'm, I am I have to extrapolate because I only have the data that was in this. Mm-hmm. So all I don't know is they together. Sounds like they've been together for a while. They both are busy. And she feels like there's no connection. So that's all I know. So I have to I have to take it all at face value. And I'll say this, my guy, if she's telling you that there's no connection, the relationship is already over. You know, she's already emotionally cheating, if not outright physically cheating on you. She's going to leave you, sir. You understand what I'm saying? Right. It's inevitable. You just delay in the inevitable. You know, she's already like because no woman's gonna say no woman's gonna say there is no connection between us unless they believe that. And so if if there's no connection between us, the relationship's already over. And 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 without without knowing how long y'all been together, you know, I'd say cut ties. I'm, I'm gonna assume you've been together for a while if you got to the point where you're bored with each other. But if there's no connection, get up out of there. You know, I don't I don't see how that could be. I don't see how you could how you could. Just lose your connection, but but she but she's right. You grow, you know, you can grow apart because you're spending so much time, you know. Because growing apart is like literal. Like the people you spend your time around, you know, they affect your experiences, and your experiences on a daily basis affect who you are. You know, so if you're spending the overwhelming vast majority of your time around everybody but your woman. You're slowly becoming different people and you're growing in different directions. You know? That's why the businessman, that's why the businessman's wife is always fucking somebody else. The dude that's got to fly to China every week, his wife is getting dicked down by the pool boy. Because they don't even, by the time they've been married for five years, they don't even fucking know each other. You know? If you don't get that QT in, it can't last, bro. You got to get that quality time. And if you can't get that quality time, it's a wrap. Especially, again, if she's at the point where she's telling you that there isn't a connection, just let it go. Just let it go. She's she's telling you there isn't a connection, and I don't think there's anything we can do. She don't want to stay around, my nigga. She is just, listen to me right now, bro. She already reaching for the next monkey ball. She about to swing away from your ass. So if you're trying to rekindle and save what you have, you know, it, it, it just it's a wrap. That's what it sounds like to me. You know, and I hate to be the doom and gloom, but that that is my advice. You got to really look, really, really look in the mirror. You know, we don't have a connection means I don't feel loved. I don't feel like communicating. I'm not interested in whatever the fuck you got going on. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, I don't particularly find you all that attractive anymore. I'm not proud of walking around with you. 
that's all like that's a it's a wrap yep. to me the, there's no connection and i don't want to fix it that that she's telling you what you need to know right there and and and, and i respect the fact that she it sounds like she's trying to end things amicably she's waiting for you to catch up so y'all don't hate each other I, I, so I, actually, I take that back. This girl is trying to not cheat on you. That's the, if I had to like speculate, I would say she she already know where her next move finna be, because all women do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Until it's a, until it's a ring, they got they are, she already know she already got Plan B. She she waiting for you to, to catch up so she can activate. She's trying not to not to hurt your feelings. She's trying not to break your heart. She waiting for you to realize what she's what she's already known. It's a wrap. It's over. You know, so hopefully, if you realize it too, y'all can move on peacefully and not be enemies. Because you don't want fucking people out there that hate you. You know what I mean? Because that's not real love. Real love is not. Real love is not. Um, I love you, but if you don't feel exactly the same, then I fucking hate your guts. You know. But some people. That's how some people act when nobody wants. People don't want to be with you anymore. But whatever. Respect. I respect the honesty on her part. Um, video game question. Hey, Brian, I love the pod. Curious to know what type of video games do you play? Why do you enjoy them? Thanks, Matt. <sighs> you know, I used to enjoy the good long RPG. It's it's a fantasy. It's a getaway. It's a... What's the word, Rob? It's a... Escape. It's an escape. You know what? I actually recently read something about um, ADHD. Because I was diagnosed with ADHD at a, at a very, very young age. You know, I was one of the first kids on Ritalin and all that shit. And um, I, I saw a man speaking the other day talking about ADHD and why kids with ADHD have trouble with homework, but they'll play the fuck out of a video game. Right. And and he, he was he was talking about how um, because they have trouble self-motivating. Right. Kids, kids with ADHD, because they have trouble self-motivating, they need immediate consequences and uh, rewards. Right. So yeah. that's why, you know, the, 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 the consequences for homework are delayed. The rewards for a video game are instant. You know, in the smart teachers, you know, I, I've, I've, I've taken a class or two where the homework was a video game or the homework was something where there was a high score and all this other stuff. And it was, it was more engaging for the kid because the there's immediate consequence. Um, so I, so I think, you know, looking back on it, I used to think I just had a procrastination problem, but I realized, and I, cause I still struggle with this. I'm 41 years old. I still struggle with this, but things where the consequences are down the road. I have a hard time, motivating and focusing on and the things where the consequences are immediate such as video games um i gravitate towards those things that's why I like stand up like i can do stand up i i can try something new and i instantly know if it works from the reaction i get right whereas it and and, and every time i try to act or whatever it's like if it's like torture because you're doing all this bullshit and going through all this stuff and trying all this stuff, and you don't know if it's good till a year and a half later. You don't know what the reaction is going to be till way, 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 way later. You know, or you audition for something and you don't get a call back sometimes at all. Sometimes they don't even let you know if you got it. You just know you didn't get it because 
you see that it <laughs> that it's coming out <laughs> and you and you wasn't in it. So I and that's why it 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 it, it I, it's like torture to me to do something that that just, where I don't know you know, I don't know the outcome until fucking way way later. So I think that's what video games. I think they scratch that itch, that part of my brain that needs immediate uh, feedback. And so now, anyway, now that I'm so, I love a long RPG. I, I'm, I'm gonna play Alan Wake, but um, right now I play a lot of the games because I'm so busy. I play a lot of the games that, um, you know, where the game, you know, you can play a quick little 15, 20 minute joint, you know, Overwatch. I just downloaded that Call of Duty, even though that it's been a pain in the ass. I haven't even played a game because I can't even start the fucking thing. Um, I play a lot of Diablo 4 right now. Um, even though it took them losing 80% of the fan base before they stopped fucking kicking their fans in the dick. Um, and, uh, and I, yeah, I play a lot. I play, I play a lot of games where I could get in and just get out, you know, but those are the main three. I haven't, I haven't actually, the main two are Diablo and, uh, and, 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 and Overwatch. Um, I also actually play a lot of Slate Aspire as well, which is a deck builder that's on mobile and PC, even though you can't sync up your accounts, which is fucking stupid. Um, I play a lot of Slate Aspire. Slay Aspire. I play a lot of chess. The quick chess. See, that's the other thing. I play a lot of chess, but I can't do no. I can't do the thirty minute unlimited time. I need the five minute. I need the quick. Bang 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 bang. bang, 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 bang. I'm gonna try this new move. I'm gonna try this new strategy. I'm gonna try this new iteration. I'm gonna try this new extent, extent, extension. And I got. I have to. It has to be boom boom boom. So that's where I'm at with it. All right. One more, then we can get the fuck out of here. Um. What's it with old heads constantly spewing there's no real music anymore? Do you think it's them trying to uplift their own contributions to the game? I mean, the latest that had me spun was Bow Wow saying everything new is trash. Okay, first of all, um, I think that the perception is that there's nothing good anymore. Because I would argue that the the sheer the sheer amount of good music is more than there's ever been but because the because the barrier to entry is so low it's just buried under a fucking asteroid of of shitty music you know mm-hmm. you know because because it, it used to be that you know, you had the mainstream and the underground and only the very, very most, you know, very few people made it to the mainstream and a lot of the shit was in the underground. You could go specifically dig in the underground. But now the separation between the mainstream and the underground is so blurred because they all put their, you know, an underground artist and a mainstream artist all put their music out on the same platforms. You know, you know, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Deezer, you know, all of their music comes out on the same platforms. So it's like, if you want to discover really, really good music, you know, you really got to sift through a lot of stuff. Now, I will say, once you start building your algorithm, though, and your recommendation, because I'm at the point now where, like, my YouTube music algorithm, it rarely recommends garbage to me. You know, none of my algorithms, my, my YouTube, my Spotify, my title, my Deezer, they're all trained to the point where I very rarely get a bad recommendation from them. And so, you know, 
I, I, I disagree. I think, I think we're, we're living in an era where it's much, much, much easier to put out trash music. And we're also living in an era where it's much, much, much easier to put out great music. And there is a, there is a plethora of great music. I, to me, this is the best time ever for media. If you if you just picking out the good stuff, there's way more good stuff than there's ever been. Movies, music, and television. You know, it's like I said, most of the shit on television, most of the music out, most of the movies that come out are garbage still. But the gems are there for sure, and it's and there's way more there than it's ever been. You know, when I was coming up, there would be two, maybe three, great films a year. And now you have years where there's six, seven, twelve, ten. I mean, this year. Oh, you know, I mean, shit. Twenty twenty two, twenty twenty two. That might have been one of the best years for movies of all time. Am I, am I saying the right year? What year? Twenty twenty two. Oh, and then and then the, and. Well, maybe maybe it was twenty. Maybe it's twenty twenty. Well, I, I don't know. But no, yeah, twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. We had what Maverick. Banshees of Inishirin, everything everywhere. I'm, I know I'm missing some other stuff. Every, everything everywhere might be the best movie ever. It was that good. It was a great movie. Everything everywhere was a best movie ever is a stretch, but it's in that conversation. X, X Banshees of Inishirin. X. X. Came, yeah, that movie was great. Um, and then the sequel to X. Didn't that come out this year, though? Pearl? No. Pearl came out... No, Pearl was last year. Oh, okay. I'm getting confused then. Yeah, okay. um, Pearl was... Pearl was and, I guess they both came out in 2022. Damn. All right. Yeah, per, X came out early in the year. Pearl came out late in the year. Oh, okay. But, um, but yeah, I'm... Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that it's... I think, I mean, when you say old heads, I mean... I don't know because here's the other thing too. I think a lot of that argument between old heads it's because the youngins are the most dis. There's always contention between older generation and new generation, but but the young the youngins now y'all are the most disrespectful generation ever. <laughs> because because I think I think your generation has the hardest time accepting criticism because for some reason. If you criticize a young person, they call it hate. Y'all don't make any distinction between constructive criticism and and non-constructive criticism. So you any criticism at all is met with uh with hostility. Hmm. You know, cuz y'all come from the clapback generation, is it? And 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 so it, it, you know, I I just think y'all have a harder time taking criticism. I don't think it's that uh, old heads think music is dead or whatever, and some people do say that. But those people don't really listen to music; they just listen to their music. You know, if you, if, you know, if you go through the music I listen to, very, you know, every every five songs, you'll be like, "Damn, you listen to this kind of shit?" Yeah, because I'm really out there digging through the motherfucking crates. You understand? Because I love music, so I, you know. I think people that really love music aren't saying that. You know, that's all it is. Okay, one more. Um, well, we only have one more, so we might as well do it. Um, where is it? 
Revenge at the international level. Okay. New, hold on, new, <clears throat> new coach with the Chicago Sky of the WNBA with a story just for Brian Simpson. All right, hit me with it. Teresa Weatherspoon with a word. Okay. Of that, but this is what happened to me, and I go home and I share this with my family. My family said to me, "You can become whatever you desire to become. Know your value." I get a chance to play on the 1988 Olympic team. Now I've been told as an eighth grader I would never be great playing this game. I get a chance to play on the 1988 Olympic team. And then I'm playing. We're in Seoul, South Korea. I never forget it. Seoul, South Korea. And we get back. We win the gold medal. And I'm on the stand. I'm like, oh, God. This, we, I'm the youngest. I'm like, whoo This is awesome. But everybody else is crying. I'm on the stand. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. I'm getting the medal. I get the medal. We get home. I said, Ma, I know I told you everything that I do in this game, that it is yours. But I need this medal for one second. I need this for one second, Ma. Remember, I'm from a place of 882 people. I don't need a car. I don't need a bicycle, nothing to get to your house. The house is right there. I can touch it. I can touch it. We're so close. So I get home. My mom said, where are you going? This is after midnight. She said, where are you going? I said, I'll be right back. I want a full out sprint, you guys. I'm, you hear me right now. I want a full out sprint. I get to this house. I'm like, boom, 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 boom. It's midnight. So nobody opens the door. I hit it again. So you know how you duck down? And you look up under the door and see if the light's going to come on. Hey, I saw the lights come on. I said, okay, okay, they're coming to the door. Come to the door. Co that coach that told me as an eighth grader I would never be great. I took that medal off my neck. He opened up the door. I said, bang! Only 12 of the best in the world get this. Hey. Only 12. So why did I share that with you? It's because understanding who you are. Understanding your value, understanding your worth is so important. You cannot allow one person to tell you who you are and what you cannot become. If you do, you allow them to create your destiny. You can't do that. Hell yeah. Well, thank you for sending me that. That's right in my fucking alley. That's the motherfucking remember the Titan speech. <laughs> Don't let one person determine your worth. Fuck them. Boy, if I let everybody, because you know how many people, people will people will try to discourage you from going after shit. Even people that care about you, and most of the time it's not it's not it's not hostile. It's just they they love you, they concern for you, you know. But you want you got to make your mind up. I was just talking with, um, I just met The Rock earlier today, and we were just talking about that. How like there's a price to pay for going after your dreams. And you have to be willing to pay that price. You have to be willing to accept that you may not achieve that thing. It's it's you know it's the going after it that matters. Cause fuck that medal. It doesn't matter if you got the medal. It's that you went after it. You know everybody can't win. Everybody can't make it to the league. Everybody ain't gonna get uh you know a stand up special. You know it's like but you have to you have to make up your mind. Because that's what I did a long time ago. Because, you know, people that watch this, you know my story. Foster kid, veteran, uh, college dropout, comedy, homeless, Comedy Central, Netflix. That, and, and 
when I get when I go into the details of that story, people always ask me, well, how did you know you were going to? I didn't know. I did not know. But I made up my mind well before. The first time, you know, because I didn't start, I guess, quote unquote, make it until like year nine or ten. But in year two, when I thought I could make it, I knew that I had to make up my mind because it's not the sort of thing you can go. You can be halfway in. You can't be half in the bag, you know. And so I made up my mind. I was like, whatever it costs me. I'm going after this, whatever that means. So when I'm so when I'm sitting in the homeless shelter, it wasn't it wasn't like I was sitting there like, "Whoa, it's me." I'm in this. It's like, "Well, this is what it costs." That's what I kept telling myself. This is what it costs. Well, this is what it costs, you know. And that's delusional. <laughs> you, I, it, I would feel irresponsible to recommend this behavior to other people, but I'm just telling you that that's what's necessary because because you know, had I not showing up on the right day at the right time with the right person hanging in the back of the room. Like, just straight up roll of the dice shit. You know, I might still be living in that fucking shelter. Who knows? So, yeah, like she said, like, you can't let, and, 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 and all the while, the harder and harder my life got, because literally, immediately, once I started doing comedy, immediately my life started going downhill. <laughs> you know, step by step by step by step by step by step. <laughs> Slowly making less and less and less and less and less and less. Slowly struggling more and more and more. And everyone that cared about me was like, no one outright told me to quit. And most of that's because the people that love me know they goddamn can't do that. Like, I, I wouldn't even listen to that anyway. It would be a complete waste of breath. But they were, you know, well, maybe you should think about, you know, like a backup plan. All this, I ain't with all that. You know, and that's crazy. You know, so, so like, like she said, you, you, at some point, you have to decide for yourself what it is and what it's gonna be. You understand that?